Hey, it's Nathan, and this is day 41 of the Bible in 90 Days. We're in Psalm 25 through 45. Psalm 25, a psalm you should read, is an acrostic poem, each verse beginning with the next letter in the Hebrew alphabet. It is both a prayer for God's protection and also a prayer for instruction. Here's that part on protection. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. And a request for instruction. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. The psalm also includes affirmations of God's good character. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. Psalm 26 is a prayer for vindication. David pleading for God's intervention because, in his words, I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord and have not faltered. Psalm 27 begins, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The psalm reflects this theme of God's protection as well as includes David's cry for God's mercy. In it, David also reflects on his love of gazing on God's beauty in the temple. The psalm ends, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. The opening lines of Psalm 28 are, To you, Lord, I call. You are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. It's a prayer of deliverance and ends with gratitude for God's protection. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. Psalm 29 is an exultant reflection on God's greatness. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Psalm 30 is a dedicatory psalm for use at the dedication of the temple and again finds David reveling in the goodness of God. His anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Psalm 31 begins a prayer for deliverance then turns to praise as the writer reflects on God's abundant goodness. You can hear these themes beginning with the prayer for deliverance. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. And here's the transition to praise. How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you that you bestow in the sight of all on those who take refuge in you. Psalm 32, by the way, a psalm you should read 
It's a reflection on the blessings of forgiveness and God's longing to instruct in the way of right. The psalm begins, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. It also includes this promise of instruction from God. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Psalm 33 is a reflection on God's power and his goodness toward those who trust in him. It's rather beautiful. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. The eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. Psalm 34, another psalm you should read, is a song of gratitude for God's deliverance from a Philistine king. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 35 is a prayer of David for deliverance from his enemies. In it, he acknowledges treating his enemies with concern and then having them laugh at him in his trouble. Here's the opening line. Contend, Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Psalm 36 is a reflection on the wicked, which then transitions to a reflection on God's goodness, with a prayer against evildoers at the end. Two lines especially stand out. Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. How priceless is your unfailing love, O God! People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Psalm 37, by the way, read this one too if you can, is a moving encouragement that even though evil people seem to prosper, yet in the end, it will be far better for those who do right. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. A little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. Consider the blameless. Observe the upright. A future awaits those who seek peace. But all sinners will be destroyed. There will be no future for the wicked. Psalm 38 is a heart-wrenching prayer for forgiveness. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. Lord, I wait for you. You will answer, Lord my God. Lord, do not forsake me. Do not be far from me, my God. Psalm 39 is a prayer for reconciliation with God. 
including a sober request to know how fleeting life is. It's also a plea for God to remove the author's scourge. Hear my prayer, Lord, listen to my cry for help. Do not be deaf to my weeping. I dwell with you as a foreigner, a stranger, as all my ancestors were. Look away from me, that I may enjoy life again before I depart and am no more. Psalm 40 begins, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. It also includes these important lines. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Shortly past the halfway point, the psalm becomes a prayer for protection and deliverance. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. Psalm 41 is largely a reflection on betrayal and a celebration of God's protection. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, who one who shared my bread, has turned against me. But may you have mercy on me, Lord. Raise me up that I may repay them. I know that you are pleased with me, for my enemy does not triumph over me. Psalm 42 begins Book 2 and is the first psalm attributed to the sons of Korah. It is a psalm of brokenness and longing for God, the first lines establishing this theme. As the deer pants for streams of water, So my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? And it ends, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. Psalm 43 is a prayer for vindication and deliverance, wrestling with the feeling of being rejected by God. It includes this request. Send me your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Interestingly, the last lines are identical to those in Psalm 42. Psalm 44 is a psalm of despair at being rejected by God. It begins by remembering God's providential deliverance. We have heard it with our ears, O God. Our ancestors have told us what you did in their days, in days long ago. But now you have rejected and humbled us. You no longer go out with our armies. And the writers protest. All this came upon us, though we had not forgotten you. We had not been false to your covenant. And this anguished appeal near the end. Awake, Lord, why do you sleep? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppression? Psalm 45 is stated to be a wedding song. All your robes are fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. 
from palaces adorned with ivory, the music of the strings makes you glad. Listen, daughter, and pay careful attention. Forget your people and your father's house. Let the king be enthralled with your, by your beauty. Honor him, for he is your Lord. And that's all for today.